jump, 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 three, four, right now. Da 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 da, kick, kick, five, six, right now. Da 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 da, punch, punch, seven, eight, right now. This is Rider Jump, a show where we can and will discuss everything tangentially related to the common writer in Tokusatsu. I'm your host, Amit, and... I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono. And they've showed up this week uh, to discuss our love and appreciation for common writer, where it stems from, and what writer means to us. So, because I'm the host, and because uh, I'm short on time, I will go first and uh, explain what's so darn special about Rider to me. Um... I guess first I'd have to say that what it means to me is like just this raw pursuit of justice and uh, what's even better is that it pretty clearly from early, and I'll give history, I started with, I actually started with Dragon Knight (laughs) um, and then went right into Black and then uh, after after Black was done I went and watched... um, pretty much everything Kit Subs had done of uh, the original Common Rider. So, I got, you know, this kind of relaunch show in black. I got this adaptation, which just kind of showed the gimmickiness and the transformation and the general heroics. And if you watch the whole show, um, there's kind of a cool arc with this character who's a soldier, but he, like, can't continue soldiering because he has this... I think he has asthma, and, like, he basically... uh, like medical uh, exemptions out of service and uh, it like means everything to him because he wants to be just like his father who I think is a jerk um, if I remember correctly not because he's in the military but because like his son isn't good enough unless he's also in the military like him and his own dad so you know bad stuff but the guy rises above and he uses his ridery powers to be a hero of justice and he's just defending people from the monster attacks because in Dragon Knight there are kind of just like random mere monsters and I don't know if that's the same in Ryuki or not but that's um, a thing they're, they're not totally random in Ryuki <laughs> um some of them are most of them are kind of attached to other people okay that would make sense um yeah, I, all I know is Ryuki, you know, there's monsters you contract with, and then there's ones that you don't. I guess those are the ones that you kick until they explode. Yeah, and sometimes they belong to other people. Okay, alright, that's fair. And sometimes those other people die. <laughs> um, but so, you know, that was an introduction. And he wasn't the main character, but he was definitely, like, one of the main trio. And I guess there's a thing with Ryuki where, like, um, Batman... Uh, Dragon Knight, and then, like, this, uh, Stingray guy are, like, the three main writers, sort of, in, in Ryuki. Is that accurate? Yeah, Wait, there's, um, a, yeah. Go, go over that again? Yeah, Raya. I'm sorry. R- Raya? Uh, Ren, Shinji, and then... The, the Dragon, the Bat, and the Stingray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah. The Dragon and the Bat are the two main guys in Ryuki. Uh, the Stingray's there for a while, and then he's not there. Okay, well, this soldier is the Stingray rider in in Dragon Knight. Um, wow, so be- that's a departure. That, yeah, that is that is a different wow. road to go down. <laughs> I, now I want to know. Uh, he well, never the, mind. Ra- Raya in Ryuki is actually one of my favorite characters in Ryuki. He's my favorite rider in Ryuki, and huh, one okay. of one of my favorite characters. He's a hippie. Okay. He's like, adorable. He's 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 a, a crystal waven fortune-telling hippie. Huh. Well, it's interesting because in Dragon Knight, the, the character gets this characterization of, like, 
being obsessed with the idea of being a hero. Mm-hmm. That's and that's actually someone else in Ryuki. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like just this idea of protecting people, and like he dies a noble death, and like he gets to soldier with the powers, and like uh, I, I I say he gets to soldier, and some people listening may take objection to that because uh, soldiers inherently evil or whatever, and. I don't. We don't need to get into a political discussion about those sorts of things. But I personally uh, hold up the idea of a soldier as very, po- very possibly being uh, a high kind of moral position. And yeah, I know killing's wrong, but uh, that's that's another discussion we can have a different time. Um, but like, that's kind of what the original writer is. When you get to Fujioka, <laughs> um, that's the actor who played uh, who played the character. Um, when you get to Takeshi Hongo, like, he makes himself a soldier against, uh, Shocker, basically. Defending people with their evil power. And, like, uh, you know, Black touched on that, and this is all a roundabout way for me to getting what I have to say. Um, you know, Black touched on that. He was, you know, abducted, given this power, wasn't brainwashed or completely turned to evil. Like, his, uh, well, anyway. And then he fought against the people who, you know, instilled this system and wanted him to become the top of the system by, you know, fighting someone else and killing them, and then henceforth putting all humanity under subjugation to them, to this this group as their as it, as their king. That's what they wanted him to do. Um, and then, like, you go back to the original writer, and there's this thing where Shocker is this big, powerful group, and it, it's a different sort of organization because uh, it's more militaristic and, and has to do with science and eugenics and technology and things like that. That's their gateway to power. And that really... Um, links back to me, personally, uh, loving the concept of a golem. Um, loving the concept uh, that I learned in uh, studying Judaism, that, like, things are not inherently evil. You know, sex isn't evil. Um, it isn't evil to kill someone, specifically. Like, it isn't always in all contexts. Things are context-dependent, and you can elevate something to be uh, heavenly and holy and righteous and good, or you can uh, denigrate it and make it uh, common. Um, it just it depends. And common, it's a tough, holy and common and uncommon, and are like hard concepts to talk about in a short amount of time. But like, yeah. that's something I got from something I learned about from studying Judaism. And like, I just love the concept that there's this uh, <laughs> there's this part where uh, the people of Israel are traveling through the desert, and then God sends them up onto this mountain, and half them go into one mountain, and half them go into this other mountain. And there's these blessings and curses that are pronounced over them, and they're talking about, it's talking uh, in the text about, uh, well, the, the order, there's like a, a an order or an exhortation to choose this day life or death, good or evil. And uh, I love that, that dichotomy and that duality and, and that anybody can, the concept uh, that anybody can go either way. And the thing that impressed me so much about Ryder is that like he is this character, this figure who uh, is infused with this power that was intended for destruction, but he was able to make a choice and that choice led him to fighting against that evil in that system. And like that resonates with me so deeply. Um, And I just love it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's like inspiring. And um, like one of the cool things about Ryder being like a solo hero, basically, and at least in the uh, you know second and third incarnations, Black and, and uh, the original that I saw, is that like it's okay for the writer to walk. 
a lonely road, not to quote a Green Day song. Um, but, like, it's okay for him to be alone. And, like, he isn't alone, even though he is the one who has to make the choices um, and do the fighting and do the thing. He has people around him who can help him through those situations. Uh, and I, I guess... It's interesting because it, it puts, like, the agency or a lot of the agency on the hero who has the power. But, like, and, and it's not like anybody can choose to tap into that, but... Well, at the almost... same time, I think one of the, the great things... To, I'm sorry to, to hijack oh, no, you, but go ahead. sort of spin off is that, you know, maybe it's the hero who has the most agency vis-a-vis beating up monsters who represent various societal ills, but... Especially in Black and and Black RX, like all those people who exist around the writer, are are people who have agency in their own stories. Like they they may not fight the monster, but they always they're learning something. They're trying to help out. They're trying to help Ryder, or you know, it it everyone gets to make a choice that that same choice you're making between you know, bravery or cowardice, or not even cowardice, self-preservation. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yo, Shocker is scary. <laughs> yeah, no, Shocker is yeah. scary. And like, yeah, and I guess, I guess uh, one final note, jumping off what you said there, it's like having that nobility or that, like, courage to to go ahead and, and face the darkness and the evil, even though it's way bigger than you. Um, hmm. And, like, having the faith that even if you, well... Kind of that you will succeed, but even if you don't, you're gonna not stop doing what's right until you know there's no more, <laughs> no more breath in your body, uh, and you're you're just you know gone. But you, but leaving not not even it's not about legacy. That's the thing. It's not about legacy or leaving your impact on the world. It's leaving your impact on the vicious, heartless system, and trying to you know take it down, uh, even if you can't. Um, and that's that's the beautiful thing. It's this. Uh, it's just. It's very inspirational, and encouraging to to keep going at it, even when you don't feel like it. And I'm done. It's <laughs> really beautiful, man. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Sona, you want to go? Oh uh, no, you you have this whole thing, so you you just go, and then I'll yeah, ramble I, endlessly. Y'all, I made some into notes. the night. <laughs> That All appeared right, out so, of nowhere, because I swear I checked these at some point today, and they were not there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, um, I, I just, after I finished reading the thing and writing up my analysis for class, I was like, okay, well, now I still have brain. Um, I'm coming up on some new medication. It's 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 a lot of fun. <laughs> so I, I, get mo- I get bursts of focus. It's beautiful, but okay. So So mine is less, like, it is, it is a very set thing, but it's also kind of diffuse, so I'm going to take y'all on a journey. <laughs> I, I've been trying to write adventure stories. I don't know how many y'all know that. I don't know how many y'all care. But, you know, and more, more just for myself than out of any hope for money and riches and success, because that just that doesn't – it's not likely. But I had got really depressed in the process of doing so because I realized a lot of the stuff that I loved was um, – terrible just awful i mean like part of it was that i was in kind of a weird place in my head but i I kept trying to figure my way through that and i realized a lot of it was that i was reading all these superhero comics and it turns out i actually kind of hate superheroes like 
I know what I want superheroes to be and what I want them to mean and to be for, and I want them to be these symbolic figures who help us through their stories have a conversation with each other and ourselves and the artists about something in us or in our society. And what I was reading was just people punching each other and like they'd have dramas, but it didn't matter. And I just realized it was starving me intellectually speaking. Like, like you look at Watchmen and everyone loves Watchmen and they like, and they love it because it's freaking good. It is a masterpiece of the superhero genre. But instead of looking at how it's a story about people and their egos and, and kind of in a weird way about heroism, though maybe not superheroism, and instead of trying to make more things like that, they're like, ah, yes, we'll start making superheroes realistic because the guy in the iron suit powered by his heart, that's totally real, you guys. So real. So, you know, I, I spent a, a lot of time trying to figure out if good cape comics existed, you know, reading old stuff, new stuff, classics. And, like, there was some good stuff in there, but most of it just was awful. So then I see this thing on Comics Alliance about how Kamen Rider Forza is the greatest superhero of the decade. And I thought, look, I want, I still like superheroes. Maybe this could be good. And, uh, spoiler alert. Kamen Rider Forza is freaking amazing. I don't know if any of you guys knew that. No, I would never have guessed. And, yeah, no. What? Nah. <laughs> um, and all the stuff I was mad about and that, that I hadn't been finding in these other adventure stories featuring brightly clad superheroes, like, it was here now. Like, here's this story about a guy who who goes against your teenage angst which has been literalized into a monster, pulls it out of you, beats it up until it explodes, and then <laughs> becomes your friend. Like, Gentaro Kisaragi speaks to a part of me that, that has long despaired that the limit of so many people's and, uh, and maybe our entire culture's imagination is just hurting people, and, like, everything just goes to, oh, let's hurt people. And and then there's Gentro Kisragi just saying, like, look, at the very least, make sure that's not the limit of your imagination. And, like, then I watch the show, and it moves me to tears a couple times. Then I share it with some friends, and they watch it, too. And And it's just this revelation that not only can you do these stories about punching each other in a way that, that doesn't feel... Like, winning is what makes you right, and and that there's apparently this tiny cottage industry of people who take this ludicrous idea of a karate bug man with a motorcycle who fights monsters, and they take it so freaking seriously that they then use that as a vehicle to talk about the world. And there's something beautiful about that, and and on top of just the, the societal critique side, the the creative part of me is just so nourished by all these people taking this idea of the superhero and making it about more than punching people. It's about helping people. It's about being pro-social. It's about helping yourself. It's about finding strength when you don't think you have any. It's about capitalism being at best a dubious prospect. It's you know, go through each series and there's a different thing each one is saying. And that's amazing for me because that means you never get bored. 
and you don't, you know, you don't feel your brain drying out watching the stuff for the most part. <laughs> yes, I had to get the dig in. I'm a nerd. We we always have to stab the thing we don't like. <laughs> but, but here's the the great mystery: which one was it? Who who were you going at with that one? Oh, Gaiman Drive. Oh. <laughs> that that was a that was a mystery. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, and just listened to more than. Well, who's listened to a year of this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, in fairness, like, I had a thing earlier today where I was I was in the shower, because I always start thinking in the shower, and it's like, hey, you know what? Michikurashima may be the most vile character to have been on Kamen Rider. Uh, I say this having not finished Vise. And... I'm totally no. close, you know... It, I, see, the thing is, I haven't finished Gaim, but I don't think Michi is like the okay. thing about the thing about Michi is Michi's a bad person and a bad character. See, and and me, I'm just over here like like I think he's a bad person, but he's a bad person in a fascinating way. Like um, the 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 thing I kept coming back to was Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter, who is just the most vile person. Because her whole thing is she's a teacher, and she is she has taken the the evil government's rules to heart, and she's like, well, yes, I'm going to torture a small child because that is morally correct. Because my bosses have said that that is the thing that should be done, I am going to do it. And it's like, oh, she's a true believer, and it's horrible. <laughs> and and Michi Kurashima is that, except for. The nice guy paradigm, like, and I have to give God. I have to give like I have given Gaim so much crap. Y'all have helped me do that. Y'all were there. And, and Credit where it's doing. due. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, I will, I will never stop. A, he is a terrible, horrible person, but he is a believably terrible, horrible person, and I have to give them that. See, the thing is, I just I find Kusaka so much more interesting. Than Michi. Yeah, I've never even got to Kasaka, so I can't. Oh, he is. Like, Michi's I, not I, I, even I, close to on his level. Oh wow! Because <laughs> look, Mitch is Mitch is pretty bad. No, see the thing is, Michi just uses some stuff that happens to his advantage. Kusaka uh -huh. orchestrates the entirety of Fies. Wow. Okay. In this this beautifully horrible, hor he is the absolute scum of the earth. <laughs> but in this really fascinating way, where like he fully believes in what he's doing, but I think he also, to some degree, knows that like it's not a good thing to be doing. <laughs> but just doesn't care. All right. Well, now I now I have my impetus to try and and get further into Fies. Fies can be kind of tough, uh, but I really enjoyed Fies. Um, I'm not sure why. I can't exactly explain why I enjoyed Fies, but I did. It was sort of charming, at least the first ten episodes. There was something. Sweet and nice and like 
that pulled me in at least. Uh, but I didn't finish. I I went ten, and then I was listening to a show, and I thought they were gonna like go through the whole thing like we do on shows. Uh, and then they stopped and just like started talking about the end, and I was like, "What the hell? F you!" And uh, it, so. I mean, I don't really understand what happened plot wise in Fies, so. I don't really like I don't actually know what happens at the end of Fies. A lot of a lot of the plot is very the like the deeper underlying long long game of Fies is kind of a mystery to me. I, I, I heard that it's a mystery to most people. I I think yeah. so. Um I think if I watched it again I could probably piece it together. I just have this problem where the first time I watch things I'm so focused on taking in the information that I don't retain all of it. No, I, I understand that. Like me, I, I it's it's like that thing we've watched like Common Writer Decade like five times over here. <laughs> I Still, I don't like, remember most of The mechanics of that are just like Okay, how does this... What is the back... No, that doesn't... Okay! It's still wonderful, but there's just a lot of, like... Ah! No! I really need to give Decade a second watch, because I don't remember most of it. Yes, you do. I, no, I don't! No, no, I mean, yes, you do need to. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely I definitely need to rewatch it, because I remember next to nothing. Just... Sukasa's legs are 15 miles long... Amazon was there. Black was there twice at the same time. Yep. Hey, you know, Black. Battle lawyers. Can you say? Yeah, Black and Black RX. It was great. After I'd seen both of those shows, every like going back and watching those episodes was was sweet candy. Like, it's one of those things where I realize, oh yeah, there's like some some dads in the audience. <laughs> who are just losing their sugar. I mean, like, I think part of it may have to do with the fact that I didn't watch anything that came before Decade at the time that I watched it. Well, neither did I. But... So I had, I had only seen literally everything at the time after Decade. Hmm. And then I watched Decade because everyone was like, oh, well, it's not good, and you'll get all of these incorrect opinions about the other shows, because it's not totally accurate to them, and I'm like, "Uh, well, okay, then I guess I'll just watch Decade first, if that's so much of a problem. I mean, one one major issue is the fact that there is a major Kabuto spoiler in Decade, Um, but it's such a weird thing that like you're not going to even register it as a spoiler. It's, yeah, it's it's a real roundabout sort of thing. I mean, it's a major, major spoiler for the end of Kabuto. Hmm. But I think if you put enough distance between them, like put a good two shows between them, and the fact that it what happens comes so far into the end of Kabuto after the bananas that is the Dark Kitchen arc. You're not even going to remember it happening in Decade. <laughs> the Dark Kitchen arc? Oh, yes! You you do not know about the Dark Kitchen arc? I have no idea what the Dark Kitchen arc is, except for it sounds like it's Kabuto-related, because cooking is a yes, thing in that Yes, it's, it's a specific it arc. the most in that show. It is, the speci- it is a specific arc of Kabuto that is absolutely bananas. And they're just like, okay, we're gonna put everything in the show on hold for, like, two weeks. 
and just everything's going to be completely ridiculous. The, that sounds the, pretty fun. Yeah, the the belief is that since uh, one of the the women who was playing uh, one of the non-writer characters mm-hmm. got like really sick. Yeah. Oh. So they so they're like, okay, well we'll just we'll stall we'll do for some time stuff, and then she'll get better. And then she, and then didn't, she didn't get better. Yeah, she didn't for oh. quite a long time. So there's a good like 15 episode stretch. Uh, in the 30s of starting in the the early 30s of Kabuto, where the show just completely loses track of anything it wanted to do. Wow, is that the girl from the first episode who's like talking to the bike? Yes. Okay, very interesting. She never talks to bikes again after that. Oh, of course. Who, who wrote Kabuto, by the way? Who did write Kabuto? Golly, I don't even. Remember. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up. I have a feeling that that might be a certain favorite writer of mine. I mean, it's... Again, a lot of things in Kabuto ended up getting really changed, so I don't know who how much of anything is to blame for anyone. Right. Um, here we go. Yeah, that is a curveball. But yeah, she's recovered yeah. since then, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's, okay. she's not, like, well, dead good. or anything. No, she she got better. Uh, did the she's, end of the show. The 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 one girl they built a plot around, and she she doesn't go away to be an idol. <laughs> she she doesn't just stop being interested. Her agency didn't say no. You're out of this stupid kids show. She just got sick. Yeah, I mean the the same thing happened to Hana, which was. Uh, uh, she's from Deno, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. The the main girl in Deno. Trying to keep track. Uh, no, it's when when people just start throwing out the the the, the names. Okay, it's uh, Shoji Yonamura and, and Toshiki Inoue, and yeah, and also Inoue. Yeah, and Yonamura is the one who wrote a bunch of the um the versus movies like the Ryder Tyson's, right? Um, I don't see him listed for the right for those. Oh snap! He wrote the Berserk anime. He wrote the he wrote the back of end of Decade. Huh. Oh, maybe that's where I recognize the name from. But I thought the Decade guy wrote the anyway. So, no, sorry. no. The the first half of Decade was Shoaikawa. Then from thirteen to twenty six, there was no lead writer, and then Yonamura takes it over. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's Actually, the writer Tyson's. I don't know. Um. I love those. I you know again. I know that superhero Tyson films are not, strictly speaking, good. No. <laughs> I love them. Oh. oh, I need to pause. Uh, Overtime released the director's cut of Mega Max. I don't yes. know if anyone's watching that, but I I love I Mega Max! Okay, I now have it. We may have to do a special uh, Oh, Mega Max is so it's good! Forza. And it has that bit where Forza double and... and Oh, like they all have that bit. That 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 is one of the greatest bits. What, ah, what are you doing? You know, oh, no, I, I was I was thinking of a different. Right, I was thinking yeah. of the other bit with uh, all four of them, with with Shotaro and Gentaro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's such a good movie. Mega Max is so good. So just, it's so pure. I just want a. Uh, a director. Uh, I want the high def director's cut Blu-ray bit of the Forza part of of Ultimatum. 
like, oh, oh god, yes. That'd be amazing. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know if my emotions can handle that. Real unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it is. But man, but, that know, Forza bit. Yeah, you know, five years on, destroys. like, no, there's, there's, there's no more common rider. I threw away the driver. You got to be the hero, kid. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Oh. You tell him. Oh. Which one of us is in more pain? Me, the guy taking the punches, or him, the guy dishing them out? It's like, you, God, that you whole tell him. God, you you create you create love and friendship between between these two hurting children. God, it's so Do good. That. Sorry, I'm getting kind of emotional now. Oh, God, no! The the Forze bit and Ultimatum just destroys. I was. I was in tears from the moment we see Yuki doing the satellite feed. Because I'm just yes. like, she did it! She did it! You, My baby made it! You find out five years later, they've all, like, they're all either doing exactly what they wanted to do, or a thing that is perfect for them. Like, Jake is a reporter. That's perfect! He'd be great at that! And I'm sure he is! Yeah, exactly. It's just... Before's apart. God, it's <laughs> so good. Before you get started, yes. Where'd you get into it? Because like I, I was never a Power Rangers guy. And, See, this and... is this is actually a really interesting and really predictable story. <laughs> go, go, yeah. Like he got in on Dragon Knight. Like I don't know. I okay. don't know where you started. I mean, I, I, I watched Power Rangers as a kid. Um, I didn't go further than maybe halfway into the second season of Mighty Morphin. Um, it just I didn't carry it with me longer than that. Um, I was really into it as a kid, but then I just, I left it. I, I, I was aware of it still being around, but I never really gave it all that much consideration. I'm just like, okay, kids thing still on TV. I knew it was sourced, for, like, I knew the footage was sourced from, mm. like, a Japanese counterpart. So this was all, right after, right after I'd graduated college... Um, I had started a planning a comic project with my college roommate um, nice. that ran for about close to a year um, when wow. we, when we finally got it going, which was a couple years later. Uh, we got about two chapters in, uh, but at the time. Uh, we had start, we had started working on this magical girl comic, this concept. He had pitched me just a title as a joke of a magical intern. Okay. And I'm like, you need you need to write this, and I need to draw it, and we need to do this. And he's he's very into Showa era things, very campy, kind of weird campy stuff. He loves uh, the kaiju films. So, and I had always been just, I been into anime since I was seven, watching Sailor Moon on TV. So I'd always had this kind of weird awareness of Kamen Rider, but no real knowledge of it, no real interest in looking into it. But he wanted to put a Kamen Rider character in it who was just the mailman. (laughs) Okay. So I'm like, okay, well... And we we were going to be paying homage to all kinds of things, kaiju films, Ultraman... Everything we could get our hands on. So I'm like, well, if we're going to be touching this, I kind of need, I need to know the visual cues 
that should be I should be evoking. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll start looking into this once we get closer to it. Um, I had some friends at the time who were really into who were into Common Rider. I think came in uh, either around Double or O's. Uh, this was at this time. This was about the middle of when O's was airing. Um, okay. And I was talking about the project, and they're like, oh well, uh, the guy I was dating at the time was like, oh, um, I'm I'm watching these, and there's this character in one that I'm watching that I think you'll really like. No, this this was mid-double. This was mid-double. He sends me the first magazine scans of Shroud. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, okay. Sign me up. Nice. So by the time I actually get around to watching it, it's about mid-O's. Uh, he just hands me all of Double. I watch about half of it. A couple months go by, and I watch the the second half of Double, and I'm just absolutely destroyed by it. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've seen in ages because prior to this, I'd been living on shonen manga for three years and was completely burned Ooh. out by it. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I'd been deep in the bleach hole. <laughs> Which is a terrible place to be. Bleach is not good. As, as, I, as I understand it, this is like it's it's basically the the manga equivalent of burning out on American superhero comics. Pre- pretty much. Um, like, uh, it goes on forever. Nothing matters. Ugh. I'm pretty sure uh, at the point that I was reading it, Kubo was just trolling his audience and trying to see how much he could mess with people before he had to actually finish an arc. Um. Well, look, is, he still he keeps getting paid. Yeah, I mean, Bleach is it, it was, Bleach was good at a point. That point ended yeah, long I before I even started reading it. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> but um, like at, at the time, I'd been completely burned out on shonen manga. I wasn't really taking in anything, so I just kind of have. I see this magazine scan. I'm like, this is really cool. Okay, and I just I watch double, and I'm absolutely floored by it. Because it's just, it's a lot of interesting concepts and ideas that I'm not seeing touched anywhere lately, but that kind of drag me back to my old shoujo magical girl days in my youth. Um, and I mean my youth, because this was, I was watching Sailor Moon when I was seven. And I'm like, I'm so old. I'm really, and like, I really enjoy the hero narrative. And I enjoy seeing what people can do with the hero narrative, because people just, when you take the hero narrative of just cape comics, magical girls, even even Ryder and Sentai, um, you get kind of, people kind of boil it down to what the surface of it is, mm. and then that's all they think of it, um, which is a lot of what my problems with Madoka are. Because uh, Madoka is subverting the like the surface of Magical Girls without realizing that it's not commenting on the deeper nature of Magical Girls because they're, the deeper nature of Magical Girls has gone far beyond what Madoka can. Um, I mean, I say that as someone who has not finished Madoka, so that's incredible hyperbole on my part. Um I apologize to any Madoka fans listening, but 
from what well, look, look, if the there, way if the way people to this talk show after that guy rant I did. Yeah, I mean the the way people have talked to me about Madoka is base is basically that where it's like, oh well, magical girls are all friendship and happiness and bright colors, and I'm like, you've never finished a season of Sailor Moon in your life. Are they? Are they not? Um, are they not powerful friends? Power of friendship and bright colors. Uh, they're very now, look, much. I, and I say this is. Uh, they're very much the power of love and friendship, but you kind of learn the power of love and friendship in the Forze way, in which you have to have it all completely and utterly ripped brutally from your arms. Oh, and okay. F- and fight to your death to get it back. So wait, does that mean Gentro is basically a magical girl? Gentro could be a magical girl. I mean, Wizard... I would watch that. Wizard is basically the first season of Sailor Moon. Oh, really? Yeah, um... The scene where he gets Infinity is mm-hmm. pretty much lifted from the end of Sa- of the first season of Sailor Moon. Nice. Wait, does she take her? Do, can she take her tears and turn them into jewels? I am given to understand Sailor Moon has a lot of jewels. Is what uh, it, it does because uh, Nao, the right the original mangaka was has a geology degree. <laughs> oh, and that's why all those the guys have the rock names. Yeah, she's she's kind of a chemist Ooh. and a geologist. But um, wow. the the end of the first season of Sailor Moon, uh, in Wizard, you have this whole scene with Koyomi, and he's upset about Koyomi and what's going on there. Um, hmm. She her tuxedo mask is kidnapped, uh, turned evil, pretty much killed. She starts crying over his body and cries out a diamond that is the source of all power in the universe. Alright, I have to say, I, I kind of admire that. That is that is the proper way to do that. Yeah, um, there, there are so many good things about Usagi. Uh, we talk a lot about them on Moonspeak, and we talk a lot about how Wizard is basically the first season of Sailor Moon. <laughs> When when push com- when push comes to shove, but it's Common Rider brought very much brought me back to all all of the good and all of the camp kind of of the magical girls I'd grown up with. Um, so I watched Double, uh, and by the time I finished Double, Forze was about to start airing, and uh, one of the secondary writers, or maybe the head writer on Forze, wrote Gurren Lagann which yeah. was something very deeply influential to me in college. Uh, it's still still a series very, very near and dear to my heart. So I'm like, okay, well, I love that. So, sure, why not? I, I'm willing to get into more of this, so I'll watch it. And we, at the same time, uh, we were watching it weekly. I watched it with a group of friends every week. Um, and oh, then nice. at the same, we'd finish uh, the episode of Forze, and then we'd watch two episodes of O's. So I was kind wow, of wow. That's some that's some total whiplash. Yeah. Uh, so I was taking in O's and Forze at the same time. Um, wow. And then once once we finished O's, we watched Decade. So again, I was I took in everything that came after Decade, and then Decade. And by the time I hit the end of Forze, I'm like, okay, well, there's no getting out of this. This is these are everything I want. 
this is the thing now. This is it. Um, and then someone... We all climbed into the dumpster. <laughs> and then, I mean, like, I was so in love with Forze. I was doing maybe two to three pieces of Forze fan art a day. Nice. I mean, they weren't very elaborate. It was just, I was constantly doodling Forze things at work. Just constantly. Um, and I love them. I have all of them around in various books. But, nice. like, I love character writing, which is a very big thing in Rider. Um, mm. you're, you're very much, the plot is happening, but it's being motivated by the choices people make. Um, and you have to have a lot of different people making these different choices. And the more I went into Rider, the more I'm finding all of these different types of heroes. So I was kind of, once I finished... Once I finished uh, Forze and Decay to Nose, I started kind of bouncing around earlier. Heisei, um, I forget where I started. As one does. I, I'm, I may have started with Blade, actually, um, thinking back on it. And Blade absolutely floored me. Again, Shoaikawa, Full Metal Alchemist had been uh, a huge formative influence for me in high school. Shoaikawa wrote the first Full Metal Alchemist anime. Yeah. So uh, I've had this long love of him before I was even aware of it, but I'm like, oh, well, I love cards, so I'll watch Blade. I collect playing cards. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing people know about me. I have got to have close to 40 decks of playing cards wow. in my possession. It's it's a very fun and interesting hobby that I've neglected oh, for a yeah. while because I haven't had a lot of money. Um, Little things, but especially since like a really like the really novelty sets are so expensive. Yeah, no, there I do have the uh, the tenth anniversary uh, blade deck though, which is beautiful. Nice. It's at, like I'm like I don't care. I need it. It was like ninety bucks, but it was worth it was worth shelling it out. It's absolutely gorgeous. Look, I've been there. Yeah. But I watch Blade, and the end of Blade, I'm just like, this is the greatest ending to any piece of media that I've ever consumed. <laughs> because I, I was, I followed through Blade. I went in blind. I knew nothing about Blade. Um, I watched it because I liked cards, and I liked Hayami and Forze. And I'm like, uh-huh. hey, he's, he's the Ace of Diamonds rider, which is a card that has weird significance to me for reasons I don't totally understand. But I'm like, this was practically made for me. So I watch it, and I, I go into the, like, the final stretch of Blade thinking that it's going to do one... going to do the pretty obvious thing. Going to do basically what it did in Missing Ace. Yeah. And then that doesn't happen. The exact opposite of that happens. And I'm just, I'm absolutely floored by the end of Blade, and I just start, I just start consuming basically every rider I can, and then I get to Deno and Kiva. Um, I actually, I hit Kiva at a very dark point in my life. Um, I was doing really bad. Uh, it was, I was maybe two, three years into my job that I hate, that everyone is very aware that I hate. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm only laughing because, look, I've been it's there. True. But, like, I, I was hitting Kiva at a very dark point in my life, and I start watching it. I consumed all of Kiva in four days. 
Uh, most most shows most shows took me about maybe a week, a week and a half. Full hmm. good good like ten days. I consumed Kiva in four. Yeah. I I started watching Kiva and Wataru resonated just so deeply. And you you get this episode really early on where uh like all of his neighbors hate him. Because there's all he never he's a shut in all these weird smells coming from his house. Uh, Otoya's existence probably didn't help. Uh, the fact that Otoya had lived there and people probably knew him that probably didn't help yeah. matters. Um, Boy, knowing Otoya is not the not the thing. No. So, but there's there's this episode very early on where the girl that hangs out with Wataru uh, kind of sets up this concert that he's going to give in his home for all of his neighbors to kind of get them all to like him. And, and Wataru's, of course, this this master violinist, because uh, he inherits that from his father, and he just absolutely botches the performance. Like, it's horrible. And, like, you see the first couple seconds of that, and then it just cuts to, like, no one's in the room, chairs are knocked over, and just Wataru is huddled on the floor, sobbing, just calling himself no good, and then he still gets up and fights. And he just, he no matter how bad he feels, no matter how much he hates himself, he's still the hero. And he can still be the hero without having to change any of that. Um, and that really kind of brought me out of that dark place I was in. And, like, I'll admit that Kiva has so many problems. Oh, look, look. Ki- look, I love Kiva. Kiva got some ugly stuff in it. Yeah, Kiva's... Like, just, just like, ooh. Kiva's a mess. But just watching Wataru grow as a character was mm. just so amazing and did so much for me that I've now seen everything from Kuga forward. I've seen Amazon. Uh, I need to go back and watch, you know, Black, Black RX, earlier Showa. But I, and I hit Sentai at some point in there. Sometime while I was watching O's, uh, I picked up Go Onger. Which I would not okay, recommend so, so, as anyone's starter Sentai except for me, but <laughs> so so you're also a a, a you know starting out in writer, and then it's just like all right, well, what Sentai got? Well, it's huh? the way I got into Sentai was there's someone who does like stop motion videos with all the the robots, just kind of oh, how how they work, how they transform, how they're put there, and someone showed me, my friends showed me the video for Engino G12. And watching G12 be put together and what it comes out to, and I'm like, I need to see the absolute... I need to see what this is. I need to, I need context for this machine. Because... Uh, yeah. When you have seen Engino G12, you you need context. So I watched Go Onger. Uh, I watched Decorate. I had Decorate recommended to me, so I watched that after that after Go Onger. Um, and I had I had a pretty set list of what order I was going to watch things in. Um, but then uh, the guy I was dating at the time told me that Bokenger was about treasure hunters. I love adventure. I love adventure stories. That's why I'm watching these. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll bump that up the list. But at the time, I'm like, oh, well, there's not a Green Ranger, so I don't I don't know. Um, and then I watched Bokenger. 
Why, why the green um, ranger thing? I got very okay. attached to Haunt and Sen while while watching oh, okay. Go Ranger okay. and and Decker Ranger. So I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm in this kind of weird. I like, I like the the Green Rangers seem to be my favorite. So I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't know who to kind of look at watching this. I don't know where to where to form my attachments. But I'm like, but I love adventure, so I'll watch it. And I liked uh, Boken Silver's hair. <laughs> like fancy. his very fancy hair. So I'm like, I'll check it out. And I just I watched it, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is the kind of thing I want to be writing. So I mean, like I watch Bokenshi. I'm like, okay, well, this is everything in my life now. This one show, it has absolutely <laughs> consumed me. And mm-hmm. so I just I went on I just started consuming every rider in Sentai as quickly as I could and just watching especially with Sentai watching them take the same ideas over and over and especially in Sentai where you have specific episodes that they have to do every year um the wedding yeah. episodes the christmas episodes uh the cross dressing episodes and just seeing the different ways that those are handled and how you can do the same thing but with a completely different cast and with a completely different kind of thematic idea, those episodes all become very, very different. The Geki Ranger Christmas mm-hmm. episode is not the Go- the GoBusters Christmas episode. And none of them are the wizard. No, nothing will ever be the wizard Christmas episode. But the wizard episode is not on the Geki Ranger, the Geki Ranger Christmas episodes level. That's that's a level no one's oh. ever going to reach. <laughs> that is. All right. Well, I'm, I'm have to check. That's that out a very that. special episode of Geki Ranger. But I, I don't know if I should be intrigued. You or should afraid. be very afraid. <laughs> oh boy. Um. The the Christmas episode and the cross dressing episode are the same episode in Geki Ranger. Oh, nice. Wait, is no wait. No, I'm thinking of something else you were talking about. Never mind. But I just the more the more Tokusatsu that I watched, the more I became intrigued of intrigued by seeing what could be done. And I mean that's that's really why I get excited for new shows every year because I can't I I couldn't have predicted ghosts. Why would anyone have guessed ghosts would be the next thing? So I'm always yeah. When I when I like when I like made that up once because like I had the same thought. It's like well, no one will ever do ghosts, but just say it, common writer ghosts. Yeah, and I mean like six months before we had drive, I was listening to Initial D music. I had gotten I had gotten very into the music from Initial D at the time, and I'm like. What if, what if we just had a common rider where all the music in the show was initial D music, and then I drew a drift racing common rider? See, and this is why I am I am really hoping that somehow in the zeitgeist there'll be a Mad Max themed rider. There'll be uh, common rider Furiosa. Yes, we can we can only hope for Furiosa as a common rider. Because again, again, like her, you know, it's the same story. Like she's an agent of an evil authority. She rebels against it. She runs away from it. There's an epic confrontation. She gets a sidekick along the way. It's great. And I mean, like, it's, they're not... They're, and I mean, not every rider and not every Sentai is good. There are some misses. N- no. Uh, yeah, there are. There are some misses. 
there there are shows that are still good and full of bad things. Yes. But I'm just like I'm just so fascinated by it as a genre and just as as a franchise and just seeing what they can do and what what they want to do and like what cultural things they'll take at the time. Yeah. Like Ma- Maji Ranger was in the heat of Harry Potter. It could not, yeah. It um, could not have been more Harry Potter. But boy. But boy Maji is Maji Ranger, Ranger Maji Ranger's just, good. That's like it's what, you know, a, it's we, a ride. Got, yeah, we we spend like we don't actually have a literal list over here, but like on the on the figurative list of like five out of five Sentai series, that one's up there. Yeah, no, it's it's a really strong series. Um, I still to this day am endlessly disappointed that there was not a Bokenger versus Maji Ranger. Um. Bokenger was an anniversary series, so their uh, crossover yeah. was versus Super Sentai. Had a had uh, Maji Shine and Maji Yellow in it, but was not really um, a Maji Ranger centric movie. But two years in a row, you have characters where their quirk is vegetables, and I mean, versus Super Sentai centers around Boken Silver. So, but and you have two years where that's the quirk, and you don't do anything with it. That does, you know, and you, that's you an, point that out, and that is a shame. That is an absolute sin that there is not footage of Ag and Makido force feeding their team salad. Yeah, that is an Learning absolute how to make sin. New salad from each other would be great. Like that would be so good, S- but um. I mean, Maji Ranger versus Decker Ranger is great. That's a good movie. That is a very homosexual movie. <laughs> but that's my one issue. One of my issues. My very few issues with Decker Ranger. Ten years after. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's, the, the, it's, the it's worst. Jasmine and Umiko. It. it yes. But, I mean, it doesn't totally go against the headcanons that I have in that, because uh, Umeko and Sen are canon by the end of, of Decker Ranger. Um, but Sen is also a huge voyeur. Wait. I don't... Really? Umeko and Sen? Yeah. There's a whole episode with that. I, I never picked up on it. It's the the, epi- like, the episode with Gamble. And if they... No, I... I, I honestly like. I, I never got their chemistry, and I was always like, "Well, she's just waiting for Jasmine." Yeah. Well, I I, I, I actually did really hear? didn't see it before that episode happened, but mm. there's there's the whole episode where Umeko has the the boyfriend who turns out to be evil, um, uh-huh. and then uh, there's reference to it in Maji Ranger versus Decker Ranger uh, that they're that they're a couple, and then they're canon. Oh, nice. They're it's said that they're dating in ten years after. Like, Umeko is asked, is he your boyfriend? And she's like, yes. Oh, see, I... Somehow my brain just always slides off that, because I, I... But see... I'm really just all about Umeko and and Jasmine. See, the, who, the thing is, I though, don't know Sen is a huge... Is an esper. She is. The thing is, though, Sen is a huge voyeur, which is a thing I thought I had made up as a joke, but apparently I didn't. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure he's just like, yeah, okay. 
<laughs> well, there's that. And I'm so I mean you can kind of you can kind of work around it, but my biggest I I mean my real issue is mostly that I can't imagine Jasmine interested in men. Is really my yeah, issue no. there? Like Umeko goes every which way. Umeko doesn't would not care. I can't like Umeko is completely oblivious to the concept of gender as far as I'm concerned. But Jasmine is very clearly only interested in women. Like I'm I'm the only the only explanation I accept is well maybe there's some sort of like weird esper genetic imperative. Maybe, but I mean, my maybe her her esper parents are like you should settle down and. Well, her parents aren't. Her sure parents aren't espers. Her parents disowned her for a while. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. sexuality is fluid. It changes. Oh, it does. So you know, I mean, maybe and, maybe know, by that yeah, point, and I'm like, I can accept that. And I mean, I'm sure he was informed of what he was walking into. That that Umeko sure Umeko is the part of it. You just have to accept that. But my real problem with with Umeko and this kid, this guy is there's an 11 year age difference between them. Yeah. She met him when he was in like middle school. That's yeah, that... really uncomfortable. Yeah, like like there's you know there there's a time and a place where where a decade age gap is is fine. I should you know. I mean, yes, there is, but uh, I mean, my my parents are seven years apart. But, but when you yeah. meet them in middle school, that's that's not. Yeah, one of those no, places. it's. I'm I'm really kind of skeeved by that. I'm also pretty sure that teleporting would not be transmitted by breastfeeding, from the child to the parent. I'm very confused about that. It's one of those things where, like, you just you just got to go with it because you can't question yeah. the mechanics. I'm just I'm just like, okay, you know what, whatever. It's it's one of those but things. Th- that where age like, gap. If you stop, if you stop, if you stop questioning to question that, you're going to start questioning. And how do those suits even work? And that's just then you're gone. No, they. I I do not question any of the technology in Decker Ranger because I fully believe in Swan. <laughs> I fully believe in her ability to do these things. She made that police station into a into a fighting mech over a weekend. She was bored. Yeah, she was. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's that's my one big issue with Deca 10, is that that 11-year age gap, I can't really reconcile. Yeah, I just... I'm, I'm not, I'm not very okay with that. <laughs> again, I'm just, I'm just gonna put it down entirely to, to just, they want to make, you know, on some, like, weird lizard brain level, they're like, well, we both want to make sure the kid's an Esper, so... You know, I don't know if you heard. I'm an esper. <laughs> I mean, like they 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 kind of explain, like, oh, well, he started working. He started working for SPD, and they bonded over the fact that they were both espers, uh, and that that just kind of naturally drew them to each other. And I'm like, yeah, but also Jasmine doesn't like men, and he's 11 <laughs> years younger than her. And and they like met when he was in middle school. Yeah, I'm like that's that's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, like it was. It was not for the breaker for me that it was for you, but like I even watching. I mean, like, I that s- I caught up. It on, is I'm like mm. it is the only flaw in the movie. It is the only flaw in that movie. Is that eleven year age gap? I can accept literally everything else that happens. Yeah, no. Everything else that happens is fantastic. 
but like I, I have such a hard time with that. But I just focus on Doggy and Swan being yeah. canon. Finally, it finally happened. Yeah, like, I do think we're getting hints toward uh, Maji Ranger and maybe Bo Kendra ten years after. Oh, nice! I'm, I'm certainly um, very happy. A- apparently, Subasa as a character is in Ninja. Yes, that's that's um, uh, coming next week, I believe. Okay, I mean, I assume that is your hey look. We're going to do Maji Ranger ten years after. Well, I, they've just they've had a lot of people from older shows show up, so it's it's hard. Yeah, to but say. I mean, like they brought back the ninjas, which makes yeah. sense in context. But like, I know Blue is a magician, but like, why else would you bring Maji Ranger ten? Ma, like, why else would you bring Subasa specifically back? I just figured if not to, if not to point people. Available. Well, I mean. Subasa, I assume Subasa specifically because Subasa as a character does not make sense as a teacher yeah, no. for anyone. So, I mean, like, I assume he's the one available, but why not just, like, okay, well, his his magician mentor, who doesn't have to be a Maji Ranger. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just like, okay, I assume this is this is your hint that we're getting Maji 10. I um, spent a lot of time just being like, wait, are we sure this this series isn't an anniversary series? There's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of cameos for a non-anniversary series, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, there are. I um, feel like it's like it's a stab at trying to make a Sentai verse, and I. I, I well, I mean, Gokai Gokaiger made a Sentai verse. The Sentai verse is already there. Yeah, but you don't have to pay attention to it after after Gokaiger ends. I mean, you don't you don't have to pay attention to it ever. Yeah, but exactly. I like to. I like to because I love this this unified, the unified Sentai verse and Rider verse. I, I, I find it really interesting, like it's, just well, as think, a concept. I think for me, it's 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 the difference between interesting and a thing I want them to lean on. Because like I have a lot of fun. Like we we over here we have we've discussed like okay, how does how does Common Rider at least the Heisei era work? I, you know, honestly, the show stuff doesn't contradict. You know, and it all just comes down to Agito. Like everything springs from Akito, and it and it all yeah. flows out from there, and that's fun. But they like again, it's it's the same problem that they've had with the Common Rider Tysons. They're never fanficy enough. Yeah, it's like the thing is they don't they never lean into it hard enough. Yeah, they don't like they don't want they want to do it, but they don't want to own it. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's the thing that kills it. I mean, that's you know I, I spent all my little part back there talking about how, how much I get angry at, at American superhero comics. The Marvel movies, they owned it. They leaned in. Yeah. They said, all right, well, we're doing this. I mean, they haven't, they haven't said, all right, well, we're doing this as much as I would like, but they leaned in way more than I thought they were gonna. Yeah. It's, and it's just and like, go leaned into it as hard as it possibly could. Yes. Like, it, Gokaiger could not have gone harder. And, like, that's what I want. Yeah. And, I mean, and Sentai does really lean into it in their Versus movies. Oh, they really do. Uh, especially the early 2000s one. I don't know if the more recent ones quite as much. But, I mean, like, you have 
basically all of the mentor characters being friends and hanging out at Dino Curry as this, like, consistent thread for, like, four or five years. Wow. You have it all the way to Go-Onger. You have it from Aberanger to Go-Onger that it comes up. Wow. I was unaware of this. That's a good idea, uh, though. Because uh, you have Doggy and Swan hang out at Dino Curry. Miyuki knows Doggy and Swan from hanging out at Dino Curry. Um, I don't remember... I'm pretty sure it came up in Versus Super Sentai. Um but I don't re- quite remember how because that wasn't actually a great movie. So I don't remember it very well. Uh, then you have Makino and Miki from Bokenger and Geki Ranger knowing each other from Dino Curry. And then Miki and Haunt knowing each other from Dino Curry because he worked there briefly <laughs> in his, his endless spree of part-time jobs. So th- they carried that so far. They, they, they really latched onto that and owned it. Whereas I wish, I do kind of wish Kobayashi had been willing to go with the Foundation X thing. Um, she didn't want to, and that's yeah. why Foundation X wasn't in O's. Yep. She didn't. She kind of didn't want to be restricted by that. But I kind of wish she'd been willing to do it, just because I want to see what that could have come to. I don't know if it would have been good. Yeah, I think that's, that's like, I'm just sort of like, yeah, because I do understand what you're saying, because I, I do think, you know, having having a, a, a through line through all the series, you know, to connect them, to give them something to call back to, that's a great idea. But, yeah, it could also be done really awkwardly. I mean, it, it, it could have gone really poorly, but you do kind of, you can, you can, kind of mentally put them in all the way up to Wizard, and then just having them bail the heck out at the beginning of Wizard. Like, after the first Sabbath, they're just like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. No, we are leaving. Look, we we said technology. We were going to use crazy space stuff to change the world. You did magic. No one told me about magic. We're out. It's like, you just murdered a bunch of people... And that got us literally nothing. We are so out. And then, I mean, like, once once you hit Gaim, you can kind of be like, okay, well, maybe there's some connection between Yggdrasil and Foundation X. I don't know how you would get it into Drive. Neoshade. Oh, right. You know, that, that very important terrorist organization that disappeared for, like, a year? Yeah, and I mean, I guess you can kind of do like, okay, well, maybe Bono was funded by Foundation X. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't know how it would come into Ghost, but we're not far enough into Ghost where I could be making these logic, these logic you know, they jumps. Just, they just show up and they say, hey, we're interested in Ghost technology. Yes. I mean, why not? <laughs> they, they try and raid uh, Half the people's lab. I mean, like, they did the Never Project, so hey, sure, why not bring people back from the dead again? That's worked out so well for you the last couple times. <laughs> but, like, I, I love I love the theory of the unified Rider-verse. I like the plot holes that it can fill. And create. And create, but... I mean, like, I've I've been doing this Maya and Shroud thing, 
and it makes ev- like shroud makes no sense if you if you like if you look at her in double logically she lives in the woods she lives in the woods presumably has no shelter that we ever see she she has no. no tools she has no materials but she built excel and it works and turns a guy into a motorcycle without any physical harm to him oh uh, so yeah very good point. like she she's still human so she needs to be eating and she needs shelter she needs more than one outfit or at least some way of efficiently washing that outfit. But you know who also started living in the woods in 2009? That's, or who that was... was living in the woods in 2009? Maya. Uh, that's uh, Maya from Kiva, right? Former yes, Maya queen. from Kiva. Yes, uh, Wataru and Taiga's mom. Yep. Just, just making sure we yeah, laid out what was going on there. Yeah, just, you know, living out in the woods. So what if they lived in the woods together? What if what if all the parts for Excel came from Tiger's company? I'm down. So I'm just, I'm exploring this idea. And I, I like exploring things in the concept of a unified Riderverse. Um, it's a lot of fun. But it like it's I think also the the strength of it though is that it's it's a thing that sort of the the fan creates you know everyone's yeah. got their own individual cosmology of and and it's it's right okay so I'm I'm the guy who's like look just let them all be separate like we have we have a we have a linking common thread at least on an official level like on an official level I want them all yeah. to be separate with with you know there's there's some linking threads like you know decade or or. Uh, Foundation X or whatever, but boy, like once they start putting out the the official chronology of Common Rider and how it all fits together, it, it takes all the magic out for me. So I hope they never make one official. Yeah, well, I Except mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you really can make an official one because then no, stuff will no. just not make sense. I've yeah, I've done some timelining of a unified Rider verse. And it's just like, okay, at the same time that, like, the meteor is hitting Shibuya, like, the, like, message to double is happening. And it's just like, these things can't possibly line up in their own individual universes. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I'm fine with them being officially separate. I do I do like maybe ones that are right next to each other. Now and then having some tying factor. Like I could have really liked this drive ghost thing, but they botched it by muddying up ghost's very neat and clean timeline when they didn't have to. Oh. You you have like 8 days that are unaccounted for in ghost's timeline. Why would you put this event in the one place where there's no gap? Well, you see, I, like, I, I sort of got the... Was it exactly in that gap, did they say? It has to... Well, I, I'm under the assumption that 
Takeru's belt is numbering the icons as he gets them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. There's that. And There's which that. would make sense because he has to get a certain amount. Yeah. So the belt is numbering them. And when Newton is four, which comes after Robin, who is three. Three. No, no, yeah, that's actually a very good, very good point. I mean, I can kind of overlook the fact that Newton already existed in Drive. See, that's the bit that got me, but... That, like, that's that's weird, but it's also... I, I believe it was different writers. They may not have known how it worked. It's just, when they built Newton, it's four because it comes after Robin, which is three. Hmm. And, I mean, even if... I, I've been giving some thought to the fact that it may be Spectre's four and not Ghost's okay. four. But even then, there was still some way that that did not make that it had to. It still had to be between those two episodes, and that didn't make sense. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. Just but. like that, the entire ghost drive thing kind of has to take place between three and four, which is the only point where you don't have unaccounted days, where you don't really have any unaccounted four amount. No. If Ghost didn't have this really neat timeline, this really neat, clean timeline where we're delineating very okay. specific amounts of time, yes. I wouldn't care. I would not care. At all. But it's just, I like a clean timeline. Because hmm. especially after Drive, which had the messiest timeline. Like I was, I was so excited for. I do not blame you. Like, oh, we're getting this happens on this specific day, and then there's this specific amount of time, and we have to keep track of yeah. ninety nine days. And then Drive walked in and messed <laughs> it up. Well, hopefully that's the only time that we'll have this sort of hiccup. I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, I can't imagine... I mean, there's gonna be... Drive Ghost? Movie Wars? That should... Well, I'm hoping that's gonna be a thing. Well, I mean, it always is, because they can make money on it. Yep. But, I mean, I hope it just doesn't make things more messy. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that it's one of those things where you can just look at it and be like... Uh... Nah, never mind. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, this happens in one of these four-day gaps between stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to... I mean, I will watch it. Um, oh, have you heard about the Chase movie? I've heard that there's going to be one. That's all. Uh, there's really... there's going to be one. Excel is going to be in it. Terui is going to be in it. Um, so maybe we will get some explanation as to how... There are other parts of the police force dealing with common riders that are not in on this. If Drive seems to be part of a unified riderverse, which it seems to want to be, yeah. It's, but the thing about Drive being part of the unified riderverse is that um, Drive is awful. Yeah. I mean, even if it's part of like a post-decayed Heisei unified riderverse. Yeah. No. 
it doesn't. Like, it's, I'm still just like, okay, but you have Terry in the police force. You have Section Zero in the police force. You have that very excitable high school teacher who has some things to say to you about, about how you're teaching the kids bad civics lessons. But, uh, mo- mostly people are talking about Terry being in it. But also, uh, the actress who played Shizuka in Bokendra is in it. Which I am more excited about. I was, I was just about to be like, so you're watching it then? Yes. Yes, there is, there is no hope for me. Um, especially if we make comment on the fact that Terui is married. I would like some, some, a movie to address Akiko being great instead of the treatment she got from every single double movie. I'm glad I've never watched any of them. Excel Returns is a terrible movie. I really, I really got that impression. I, I hate that movie. Also, multiple, like, multiple sources told me it was a great movie and that I would love it. I don't think, like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be really mean to your friends or at least your sources here. A lot of people say great. They don't know what great is. Yeah, or, I mean, the, the least... thing is, like, there's a lot of great. The fights in it are really good. The fights in Excel Returns are very good, and I think that's what people mostly care about. But I don't. Yeah. Well, this is, like I wanted, I wanted like married couple adventures, <laughs> and I got like Akiko irrationally screaming about divorce because double movies hate her. And I'm given to understand there's a fair few double fans who do as well, and they are wrong. Yeah, and they're wrong. Because <laughs> look again. Again, like, I, I, I hate to be, like, I'm not trying to say this to take a stab at the series, but just for context, like, look, I may not be the biggest fan of Double. She's one of the best parts in it. Yes, yeah, she is. Period. Like, yeah. Akiko is great. Yeah. It, to- it took a while for Akiko to grow on me, because, again, I was, it, Double was my first writer. Mm-hmm. And I just, I have her coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what she's about. I, it's just she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna kick you out of this building because I can, and I'm like, lady, you need to chill, you need to calm down. And she's she's a little rough for the first couple of episodes, and then she's just amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh no, is. no, you're actually perfect. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Do what you do. Yep, you do you. Now, with that as a as perhaps a, a very awkward segue to the one bit of feedback we got this week, because we were talking about people saying things and recommending things and how they were wrong, but this bit of feedback I think will not be wrong, as it is from MM Analysis, who is one of my favorite people on Twitter, uh, on Tumblr rather. I believe I've, I've crossed paths with them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, not not in my regular circles, but... That's cool, yeah. That's the fun my, part of... My regular circles are pretty small at this point. Yeah, well, that's I'm ve- I've gotten to. very bad at socializing. Yeah, you kind of have to, because... Like, it, like I, I hear people talk about, like, you know, they go out onto forums, and, and they, they, like, quote stuff at me, and I'm like... Who is this garbage person? Yeah, no, everyone like everyone like? on the forum everyone on the forums are terrible. That is a thing I have learned. Yeah. 
And I have not even gone to the forums, and I know that. Yeah, you, just from when when Forze was airing and what I was hearing about people on the forums saying about Yuki. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, I never want to meet any of these people. Yeah, exactly, because they're just... You, you know, I, 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 get, I get hyperbolic with, with garbage people, but it's just that they, they're taking something very different out, and the thing they're taking is garbage. Yeah... I just I don't understand people who don't like the women in Common Rider. Oh, I understand them. I don't. <laughs> I just think they're loathsome. Well, they're you I don't, know, like they're I don't like I'm, I look I well yes I I know they just hate women <laughs> but like I look at the girls in Common Rider and I'm just like you're all perfect. Yeah. You 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 sometimes mess up. You sometimes mess up very badly. And I mean, like for a while. I'm, like right now, the only one that I don't like is what's her face from Gaim. Which you know, and I, which is I not her fault. Reasons, and and yeah, it's not. Like, like it's, I like I can't even blame her for that, and I will gladly like protect her from anything. Yeah, well, it's just I also want to give her a pair of pants <laughs> and a better narrative. Any narrative yeah. at all, <laughs> a narrative in general. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, so and I mean, I I thought I thought I was gonna hate medic. I did hate medic. Yes, you did for a long time. And then drive took a drive took a stab at me. That <laughs> yeah, was the one that thing was they did unfair. right. <laughs> the one thing they did right was make me love medic in the eleventh hour, yep. and then rip her from my arms. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, before we get on another tangent, there um, MM analysis. Uh, again, one of my favorite people, and I'm sorry that uh, MM analysis that we're talking about you in this context, but it was that, or we'd get on another tangent. And um, yeah, no, you you are a lovely person. We we are unsupervised children. It's really terrible. Um, it's true. It's true. Amit has left us, and this is what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, they said I enjoy Common Rider the same reason I enjoy Power Rangers: people in amazing suits saving the world while posing. In all seriousness, I really do love the combination of camp and fantasy. I miss that with American superheroes that want to go the more realistic route, and appreciate Kamen Rider and Power Rangers for showing me that camp and good storytelling don't have to be at odds with each other. As for what it means to me, I would say it's been an inspiration for my own creative work. And um, especially on that last part. Yeah. yeah, no, very much Boy, so. I've, um... I spent, I've spent so many series, though. Like, like I've I've got a lot of things planned out in in my various epics that are too ambitious for my ability to <laughs> see them through. But that doesn't matter. But like I go through and I I watch some of these series. And I'm like, but no, I was gonna oh, but yeah, but, oh, and then and then my my fiance she's just like, Aleph, that just means that. You're not alone in thinking that those are the sorts of themes to go with. Just do your thing. But I want to be original. You can't be. I'm no one. Is, there, there I is no wanna. original anymore. That's the hole we're in. Um, I do, I do like the nod to Power Rangers, though. Um, that's not something we talk about much here because no. we don't watch a lot of it. Nah. Um, like I said, I stopped watching it when I was seven and didn't give it much thought um, until Dino Charge. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, like, I have I have never successfully watched a, a Power Ranger series. Dino Charge is the one that has got the most out of me. Yeah, I've I've seen 
maybe 12 episodes of SPD, um, which is basically just a different flavor of Decker Ranger. I've, I've heard that. I've, I've heard a lot of ups and downs. Like, a lot of people take it very differently, which has been the very interesting part for me. Mm. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as someone who loves Decker Ranger, seeing them take... Again, a thing that I love, uh, taking the same concepts, the same ideas, and applying them a little differently. Mm. And just how, what changes can come from that. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, what I watched was very good. It wasn't, it was very much its own thing. It stands on its own. But if you're, if you love Decker Ranger, you can kind of take those things from it too. Like, I, one thing I did not expect them to do in SPD, the green still does the handstands. Oh, When he needs to think. I can't, I can't remember his name. Is, is Bridge SPD or is he a different one? Is he a different green? I, so you are asking the wrong Like, person. I, I, I want to call him Bridge, but I think that might be a different one. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sure, sorry, I'm sure everyone. the Power Rangers people will let us know. Hopefully, hopefully nicely. Oh, I well, if they don't, then it's just like, uh, what do you want? We've we've already said we we don't watch it yeah. regularly. I mean, but like that that was a thing that is a very strong nod to Decker Ranger, and I'm like, ah, oh, he's doing the thing, he's doing the thing, and like, it's still funny even if you haven't seen Decker Ranger, but it's funny on a different level if you have. And that's nice. But, uh, man, Dino Charge is good. Dino Charge is some good stuff. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's got me... Like, if nothing else, I think Shelby is great. Shelby, Shelby is amazing. Uh, Kendall has numerous bad days every day. Yeah. Every does. day, every day is a bad day for Kendall. Yeah, she was, you know, again, I've only seen, like, the first five episodes... And I'm just like, yeah, she was snarky to Shelby a few times at the start because Shelby didn't have an advanced degree yet. So um, she's welcome to all those bad days. She they, them. they get over that real quick, though. Good, because uh, Shelby is a precious angel. Kendall, Kendall and Shelby get over that real quick and are, like, very good friends now. They, oh, good. Ken, Kendall really does respect Shelby after the first couple of episodes. Well, that's good. I, I really love Kendall. She's one of my favorites in the show. Uh, beyond beyond Shelby. Shelby, Shelby and, Ken, and Kendall are actually pretty equal uh, for me in terms of how much I love them. Alright. Um, also, Poissandra is an absolute delight. She's, she's a huge departure from... Uh, I can't pronounce the, her name in Kyo Ryuja. Yeah, her counterpart. Yes. I'm I'm not even going to try because I'm going to say it very badly. But uh she's Poissandra is very much like an evil Miss Piggy. Alright, now see now that's a take on the character I because like I could never get past like guys, this feels like you're leaning kind of stereotype here. A lady who's just nagging and just wants to be married. Like that's are you, are you sure? Are you sure guys? But then you say Miss Piggy, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, she, right, like, back. instantly, in episode one, I'm like, you're an evil, mi- you're like evil space Miss Piggy. Well, this is especially evil. Like, Miss Piggy is, she's not very nice. No, like, M- Miss Piggy is not a good person, but Poissandra is objectively evil. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, it like she's very much evil space Miss Piggy, and I'm very very on board with that characterization. It's hard not to be. Like I, I'm just I'm I'm so fascinated with the way they're playing her, and I'm just like I'm wondering what of uh, her moments in Kyoruge are going to get used. What's going to get transferred over? Um, so far, nothing has. Hmm. But uh, she's very very different. Um, I've been far more engaged in Dino Charge than I ever was in Kyoruge. No, that's because um, Kyoryuger isn't very good. No, the there were maybe two episodes of Kyoryuger that I was really engaged in. Um, I, no, there there were a couple more than that, but there were mainly two, and then any episode that Daigo wasn't in. <laughs> yeah, which was maybe um, another like three at best. He's he's kind of like I I appreciate that so many so many Sentai seem to want to do uh, Gentaro. The thing is, like, he wasn't even really Gentaro. Like, no, it's just he's not good at it. Di- like, everything was fixed by Daigo's existence. Any yeah, every yeah. problem that ever happened was was fixed by Daigo's existence, and that got really boring really fast. Though, um, another another point that uh, MM analysis brought up, sort of related, uh, is the camp factor. God, I love camp. Yeah, me too. Well, and I think that's I think that's part of it, and and something that I think American cinema generally kind of needs to just embrace again. Cause, yeah. Because you know everything being like grim and dreary and realistic and mad, like, it's like guys, you, you do realize this is a laser space movie, right? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think maybe that's a little bit of why people are so drawn to the Marvel movies. Yeah. Because they can be kind of campy. Yeah, they, they I really would appreciate if they'd lean in, and people are talking about them bringing Doctor Doom in, and look, you can't, like, he's Well, no, Doctor that's Doom, what they, that's what they did in, the, in the, the new Fantastic Four movie, is they yeah. started with Doom, and one, you can't give Doom a backstory. You well, can't. I mean, you can, but it, it has to. It has to be crazy. Yeah, like, well, like, the thing is, like, if it doesn't involve his mother in hell. You can't like have this, this like modern superhero villain backstory for Doom. No, he's you Doom. you have to. You just and like you can't start with Doom. Start with someone else, and then do a whole movie about Doom and how bananas yeah. things are around Doom. Or, or you can start with Doom. But the thing is, you have to go crazier in the next movie, and that, like, that's why no one should start with Doom, especially not on these low-budget things where they want to be realistic. Yeah, it's it's just, it's not a good idea. <laughs> he talks in the, th- like, he's if he if he doesn't talk in the third person all the time, um, own a country, have an army of robots who look like him, like, half of them are are in his motif. The other half are robot clones who are ten percent less intelligent than he is. And and you know he, if he doesn't kick down the door because you know knocking is for lesser men. Yes. And announce that accursed Richards will know the wrath of he who is called Doom. Like wh- why bother? Like otherwise he's just a dude in a robot suit and a green skirt. Like yeah mm. yeah. Uh, I, w- I wish Amit was still here because I'm just remembering um, a Star Wars theory that was confirmed canon 
and I wanted his opinions on it. Wait, wait, wait. Jar Jar? Yes. Wait, did, confirmed canon? By who? By his voice actor. <laughs> Alright, well that's close enough. I'm down. <laughs> I mean, that's that's good enough for me because he's doing the voice so he has some interpretation of what he believes for this character. You know, I, I, I think very highly of actor intent. I, I'm always, I'm always iffy about anyone's intent. I, I, you know, I'll take it into account, but ultimately, I'm just like, all right, well, what I get. I but mean, like his, his his comment was, uh, he was glad that someone saw the subtext. <laughs> nice. So at least he wanted to put it. He was playing it that way. That's yeah, good. and I mean, like, if he was going to play it that way, he kind of he may have been told to play it that way. I doubt that. But. I mean, from from I read the theory, and I haven't watched all of those movies. I'm not very into Star Wars because it's not something I grew up on. Amit might Amit might have some words for me later, but um, you ain't. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I I just I when I read it, I thought of him and wanted to hear his opinions on it and we, on, we on the fact that it was a potentially canon thing. We will have to ask him because I mean, my my big. The one stumbling block that was pointed out to me is um, that assumes that George Lucas is good at writing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Which, hmm. but you know, that's that's neither here nor there. That's that's nerd rage. Yeah, you, you, the the nerds got to take the swipe at everything. I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, like I just I was just wondering. I'm sure that once once he listens to this, he'll come to us with answers. Also some like Aleph, I heard you I heard you making those noises about the about the prequels. You you shut your mouth, Aleph. And and I'll be like, alright, that's fair. You can you can think that. I mean I've I've definitely seen all of episode one, just not at the same time. It's well, probably the best way to do it. Uh it it was very popular when it came out, and uh, I was still in summer camp at the time, and if it rained, they just stuck us in a room God. to watch movies. I'm so old. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's not you. It's just like... I mean, I was on the older end of summer camp at the time. I was 13, 14. I was... I don't even remember. I don't remember I do, I, I do know you're a little older than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I. I like having comical reactions about how, how I am decrepit. I oh I mean I do too, but but uh yeah so I mean I've definitely seen all of that movie just not at once so I don't remember it very well. And then uh, we also have uh, Jason left us a voice message, but I have no idea how to play that. Um, I'm going. To I assume... I'm I'm going to assume that. This link was for us to listen to it and respond to it, but I don't know how to do that. I assume Amit's just going to put it in the episode. But Jason usually has a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah, and it says I, when I click the link, I, I don't have access. I am very sorry. Yes. Uh, so we're not going to be able to respond to that, but uh, I'm sure it's some good stuff. Jason, yeah, always, like always. I said, Jason pretty much always has good stuff to say whether or not I agree with it. Which, I mean, you know, and that's that's the fun of, of 
what we do, and especially for a an episode like this where it's just like, well, why are you here? Yeah. Like, because there's no wrong answer to why are you here. No. Hi, guys. It's Jason. You asked for us to tell you guys why we like Ryder, and so I figured I'd just send in a small explanation of sorts as to behind why I personally like watching Ryder. I got into the franchise and continued through with Wizard. So before that, I had my hands at O's. The main reason I like, love, and continue to watch Rider is because I like seeing the new writers and seeing how their stories unfold and how they develop as characters alongside their supporting cast because I'm really interested in character-driven stories. And while Rider does have a plot, generally speaking, it also does a really fantastic job of filling fleshing out its characters at least most of the time so that's the main draw for me and i look forward to seeing more of it that with ghost peace out Hello, this is Amit. Uh, so I just played uh, Jason's audio here, and uh, I think that's really awesome. Uh, Writer is definitely a place to go for character uh, drama and progression, and that is definitely one of the things I really like about it that I, I guess I neglected to mention, probably. Um, so, again, apologies for not getting the audio in there so that Sono and Aleph could hear it. Um, totally my fault. I should have messed with it earlier, but, uh, you know, we got it in there. And it was really cool to hear from you, Jason, and... Uh, uh, I know Sono just, you know, dropped some praise for you. Uh, I, I would definitely love to keep hearing from you because I think we have a lot of fun discussing, uh, stuff that you bring up. Uh, like Sono said, even if there's disagreements, but you know, that's part of the, uh, the spice of life for people who are into, uh, criticism and analysis. So, we really appreciate that. Uh, and you just said, Jason, in your clip that, uh, you started with O's and I was wondering, uh, like, it'd be cool if you could give us some feedback on, like, what hooked you with those? I, I mean, if you watch the whole thing. Or maybe, like, initial impressions would be fun to, to hear. Because uh, <laughs> O's is a crazy show, and I just wonder what somebody jumping into O's for the first time would have thought of that. Uh, I started a little more uh, in a vanilla way, I, I guess, with Dragon Knight, because, you know, I was already used to Power Rangers, and I remember Masked Rider. So I was like, oh yeah, this is a thing. Um... But uh, I'd love to hear your uh, initial impressions of O's if you uh, if you don't mind sharing, uh, even if you just you know make a comment. Um, I'll enjoy reading that. So anyway, uh, thanks, and I hope you uh, you drop us uh, voice uh, samples or voice clips uh, later too. We all we all take different things from Common Rider. Um, a lot of us here on the show seem to be taking similar things. Yeah, I was actually really kind of. Not not exactly surprised, but really kind of like, okay, well, we're all coming, like, you know, we're all taking different nuances, of course, because yeah. we're all, you know, we all got our own experiences and lives, but, you know, lots of like, ah, oh, yes, from a creative standpoint, ah, oh, yes, the, the, the choice and the humanity and the, the decency. 
it's just I just I love how different all of our writers are. Like yes. like Godai and Tendo and Wataru and Gentaro are all infinitely different people. Yeah. They're not and... even close Gentaro and, and Godai are a little close to being well. They're they're like they're you know they're, they're, they're sort of they're kind they're cut a little bit from the same cloth, but, but um, boy, they different. <laughs> yeah, like even if you had the, even if they were exactly the same character at the start of their respective series, they are not. By the no, end. no, they are not. Holy and lord! I think, you know, and I think that's another reason. Uh, you know, let's just keep talking. But like another reason I just like coming back is because every series is different. Like, yeah. it's just, like, yes, there was that, that three year at the start of the Heisei era where it's, you know, alright, well, the world is better because we're done with Ryder. Ah, oh, yes, but everyone's a Ryder. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone's a Ryder. <laughs> and it's just, it's three years of just, like, back and forth, and it's like, whoa. And then just no one knew what to do with Ryuki, and then it's just wild experimentation. Yeah. Until about now-ish, where, like, it feels like they're coming close to just sort of... Like, they they settled into a pattern, and then it sort of shifted a little, and now they're... At least, like, it seems like they're trying to either get back to a pattern or back to experimentation, and only time will tell. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just Double was so successful for them that (laughs) they're just like, let's keep doing Double! (laughs) Up until you hit Gaim. Which is kind of wildly different from everything else, but not yeah. exactly in a good way. But I mean, if you break down the double to wizard block, they're all essentially the same story. Yeah. Just told but... in very nuanced, different ways. Which is why it works. I mean, you've I mean, got it's... you've got kind of, you've got double, and then you've got O's kind of reversing everything double did. Ooh, you know, I'd not thought of it in that way. It is. That's you've, actually, yeah. I mean, you've got Terui and Date are are deeply, deeply different from each other. They're basically Date is basically the reverse Terui. Oh. Um, you've got Philip, who is something other than human, but we don't know that. We yeah. just we kind of learn what he is over the course but of the he's show. Still a weird guy. Yeah, but so. then you have Ankh, who we know from the get go is human is isn't human is a monster, but then we slowly have him developing into something more human. Yeah. And I mean, you've got the Sonozaki just... family and the greed, and then in Forze we kind of go more back to the double model. You've got Ryusei, who is very much like Terui, who's in it for mm. revenge, um, who wants who wants to avenge someone he, he loves that was hurt by the power that's hurting people. You've got kind of this this really naive writer with his very smart partner um, who builds the tech that he uses. You've got all of these people around him that help him who are a lot more prominent in Forze than they are in Double. But you have, like, his very... the very excited female friend who's very into what's going on but doesn't totally understand it in every single way, but understands it enough. Uh, Who's very deeply connected to it. You've got kind of 
Mew and Jake as Queen and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you've got uh, like Tomoko and Sean as Watcherman and Santa. So like, there's a lot of very close analogs, and then you move to Wizard, and you move a lot back closer to the O's sort of things, where we know very early on Koyomi isn't human. Uh, yeah. You've got kind of you've got Nito, who's very much like Date, who's coming in uh, for his own reasons, only looking out for himself, hiding all of his worries under this really carefree persona, uh, who's a drifter, and then kind of all of it just comes out and you realize there's so much more to him and that he's got this kind of really hard, scary thing going on in his life, something that's going to kill him if he doesn't do this rider thing. Hmm. And I just it's a very interesting line that the four of them draw in a very Sentai-ish way where they're kind of playing with the same tropes and ideas over and over with a different set of people and how all of those different people would react to it. And it, and yet, like, I'd never even made this connection, <laughs> which, which I think speaks well of, like, a, a outside of, like, okay, it's episode sixteen. Where's the, where's the new writer? There he is. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, outside of, outside of that, that sort of plot skeleton, I, I'd not even made those connections until you brought it up right now. It's, which you know, a good writer. It's it's something I had I had come across I think more in Forze and then Wizard happened and I noticed that it kind of fell back more on the O's things and where they were kind of flip flopping back and forth every year. But you know, I mean there's worse things. No, and I mean they did it they did it well every it, it was kind of slowly degrading over time. Well, as as any copy of a copy will do. Yeah, and then uh you have the Koyomi issue. That yeah. caused a oh. lot of problems in Wizard. So sad. It is. Of course, um, not as sad as for me as as the Common Rider Mage issue, but no, I'm always going to be on that one. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm still mad. There's not a figure arts. Like I am, I am resentful in a way that is frankly unfair. Well, I mean, I have to live in the universe where I'm never going to get the last two Bokengers. Yeah, ooh, that does suck. Where I've seen them. I've seen the last three of them. They made them. They exist, but they're never going to put them out. Much like the Malshina figure. Yeah. Want it? Yeah. Like I, a- And Rio and Melee. I'm upset over that, too, but... I mean, I have three Bokengers, and I don't have my girls. Sucks. I don't that have sucks. my girls. Like I was like I wanted to buy the the Tokyuger, just the basic figures, mm-hmm. but they only made the boys. I'm like, well, I can't buy it then. Yeah. Like, uh, did did you make a like? I need. I was willing to. I was going to put out a stupid amount of money because I wanted to get five. You know, all the boys, all five, all the girls, all five, so that you know I could have whatever color combination I wanted. But then they didn't make it, so that uh, that was certainly an, an ease on my wallet. Yeah, that, I mean they they did the do it with the ranger keys, though. Well, that's good. They yeah, did I do it. They did do that full ranger key set. I I'm like, look, I don't have that kind of money. If I did, I 
that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, I do. I do need, still need to pick up the two Decker Ranger girls because they did make them at least. Oh, nice. Um, un- unfortunately, is... Umeko did not come with Murphy. Oh, I, I'm not sure if that was like an April Fool's prank or if they just decided not to do it because it would have made the box too big. I don't. I don't know what the what the line that is, but there were like there were pictures of Umeko with Murphy. Ah, uh, frustrate. But I mean, I I need to pick up with them, but they're a little expensive. Uh, and I think that's that is the one Oop, downside you're, you're I have up again. for. Ah, uh, so are you. Uh. uh, I'm I'm gonna hang up and come back in. Okay. See if that that's works. Good. Cool. But, um, yeah, I think the, the one thing I had wanted to say, and then, like, it's the one reason I'm kind of bummed that I'm, I'm in the writer thing, is that, yeah, I, I want all the things, and that means a lot of importing, and collectibles in Japan, uh, they seem to sell at a premium. Yeah, a little, little bit. It's and then you want to get, of course, like every now and again they do the really super cool one, and that's the website exclusive. Of course. In limited, 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 limited production. Run. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm living in Blade Figure Arts hell, um, where I have oh, I have a yeah. pre-order for Broken Helmet Garen, and then I'm going to need to track down Broken Helmet Blade. Ouch! Right now, aside aside from Broken Helmet Blade, the only one I'm missing is uh, Blade Jack. Wow! But uh, they made a terrible move in that Garen, base Garen, comes with his bike. Ouch! I then had to buy the other three bikes because I can't just have one of them. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, especially since like. It's got the the card theme that you like so much. Yeah, like, like I love the aesthetic of Blade so much, and the Blade figure arts are such good figures. Oh, nice! I, I still need to get them. Yeah, they're they're really nice. I I actually really want SIC Jack Liangle. They oh, okay. did a they did a con- a concept for Jack Liangle. Because uh, the SI nice. the SIC line is really weird. It's the SIC line it is really is, is giant fan fiction. When it, look when SIC works, I think they're, they're they look gorgeous. But well, when they're bananas, they're I, just I like, can't deal with the O's ones. I can't do it. No, they're too much for me. I yeah. like when they announced Love Combo. I was legitimately afraid because as it is, I'm kind of afraid of the base Love Combo suit. It creeps me out, and I'm like, oh my god, that is that is an SIC because I've seen SIC Futokun. I have seen that, and I'm like, oh god, no, please don't do that with Love Combo. I do not need something to haunt my nightmares. But apparently in the SIC canon, Love Combo is Hina. So it's it's huh. just the regular, it's just regular Love Combo. So I'm like, okay, well, there's that at least. Okay, well now I'm looking at, 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 at Futokun. Oh, have you, Why? SIC Futokun is the most horrifying thing on the planet. But I do have SIC uh, All Dragon, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I could see that. Like, there's the thing is, like, there there are mod parts. Well, not really mod Mm. parts because they're 
part of the figure, but there are parts, so it's basically dragon. It's the dragon yeah. phantom in uh, the red uh, wizard dragon form. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I love him. Okay, how do they scale with the figure arts? They're, they're a bit quite... bigger. Uh, okay. I don't have them near each other, so I can't give a a good measurement. No, that's okay. It's just but uh, they're they're pretty significantly bigger, but they're smaller than um, the Project BM figures, which are one sixth. Uh, the Project BM figures are usually uh, the actual characters. There's there's the characters, okay. and then they'll do they'll do suit ones. I have uh, Narumi. And those are those are a one sixth scale, whereas the uh, oh, the figure arts are a one twelfth scale. So uh, SICs are somewhere in a weird middle range between that. Okay, that's the impression I'd always got. I, well, there's there's just a couple characters I always want to get in like SIC, but then I can't display them with the other guys, and that's frustrating. Yeah, um, I mean, I have I have the model kit skull. Which I think is in a similar scale. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty nice. similar scale to the SICs. Um, and then I have the one six Narumi, all with my my double figure arts and my Gaia memories and my various Mick figures. There are two of them. Nice. Uh, one one comes with Claydol, and then one of them was a keychain. So I have him with and without the belt. Cool. I'm I'm very proud of my double display, uh, in spite of the fact that I never intended to get more than one double figure arts. Yeah, I I need to like okay. I found I found a place who was selling them who was selling them loose because I don't need the package. I don't either. So and it was it was double cyclone and double joker. Aww. So I have those because they and they also come with with the bases, yeah, and the decade base. And I'm like, well, okay, I need that. Yeah, I mean, I, I never intended to get more than Cyclone Joker, but then I think someone, someone, someone gave me Luna Trigger, and then someone was selling Heat Metal, or and I somehow ended up with Fang Joker, and then a friend of mine was selling Cyclone Cyclone but didn't want to sell it to someone who would just take the green joints for Cyclone Joker. <laughs> so, uh, she's like, I know you lo- I know you like Philip, so I can trust you with it. <laughs> uh, and I got Cyclone Cyclone and Excel from her, and then I ended up with Claydol and, and uh, Blue Nazca. So oh, I'm nice. just I, I and, and then of course I bought the skull the skull kit because I, I don't have the skull figure arts unfortunately, um, and then I put out all the money I put out basically ball joint doll money on uh, Project BM Narumi. he's he's within that price range the lo- yeah, the lower the... end of that price range but <laughs> nonetheless yeah the a lot of those those bigger figures they're just. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, there he's worth it. I mean, I a lot of the Project BM figures I'm not that into because they're all very serious faced. Whereas, like, mm. I could never have the Shotaro one because I'm like, you don't make that face ever. 
that's not your real face. But, like, with Narmi, it's so... It, like, the Narmi one is really perfect. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real nerdy, because that's what I do. How do these compare with the, the RAH ones, the real action heroes, or are these the same Uh, things? no, the, the Project BM ones aren't the RAH. I don't have any of those, um, yeah. so I'm not sure, but I have a friend who has a bunch of JoJo ones. Um, she's very, very into JoJo. Um... She is Dio. So you thought she was your friend, but it was her, yes. Dio? <laughs> yes. Um, but I I think it's a, pretty much the same caliber, as far as okay. I can tell. Um, I mean, I've never tried... She, she pretty much redresses her, her RAHs in 1-6 in clothes, because she's very silly and I adore her. I've never tried uh, doing any of that with Narmi. I'm working. I'm working on a scale shroud for him, though. That was the whole. That was the I whole just, reason I bought it, and it's been like three years. All I really want is just to get like the the a goat eye. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they've done. I don't know what's in the Project BM line. I know there's a Wataru that I do kind of want. Uh, What is in the Project BM line? There we go. That might be a that might be a list of them. Nice. I will have to take a look at that later. Uh I nope, I can't see category. Project BM. Mm. Yeah, this is this is not helping. This is not helping at all. Uh, well then, we'll we'll put it aside. Um, I think that's probably about the end of of our conversation. As ever, we're sort of petering out. Yeah, as, we, as I as, as I as I off, stare off at toys um, um, that I cannot and should not buy because they are so expensive. Oh wow, there so there are Naruto very... Project BMs. Oh, here we go, product line. Um. But yeah, we'll uh, Some take a look at that off the air. Um, so thank you again for, to all of our listeners for listening to us ramble on. On and on. On. on about how much we like Common Rider and why it's good. Yes. And why you, listener who is presumably already a fan of Common Rider, should continue to watch continue yes. start because they, they can't really very well start because you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't already if you weren't already but i mean then. like you can give this to a friend that's not into common rider as a way to convince them i guess i, think, sure. I, I don't I, like I don't that. know if we would be that convincing but yeah no but uh at any rate, for Uncommon Cast RX, I'm Ayla. And I'm Sano. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Yes. <laughs>